This is the first of our two exclusive KGEZ Good Morning Show drill downs made possible by Dent Magic, the valley's leader in less invasive car repair, just north of Platt at Electric Co op, Highway 2 in Evergreen. To Washington, D.C. Oops. Oh, we lost Bob yeah. here. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, anyway, uh, dents, dings, and things. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Dent Magic is we'll sponsoring this. We'll get Bob this. back here. We'll in get a Bob back. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, the. Events of the day mm-hmm. and how they, uh, what he's hearing out of Washington. Let's see here. No, nope, still not, not there. Yeah, no, something happened here. All right, I hope that we can get him back here quickly. Yeah. I hate it when these things happen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, this is the beauty of live radio. You That's never true. know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I've mentioned from time to time, we're playing the game without a net. It's like... Walking the highway without a net. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything can happen. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the uh, forecast, uh, I had fog on the way in and uh, snow-covered roads from the east side. It became foggy as I got closer to the uh, Flathead River. And uh, I, I don't know, it still may be foggy out in your area. Downtown Kalispell right now, we have snow-covered streets. The intersections were... Uh, I, I encountered some black ice. In fact, one of those uh, trucks that sands and lays down the fluids, they have the green lights on the back of them. I realized that... The they number were... you dialed is incorrect. Oh. Uh-oh, we're I, having trouble. Okay, uh, I realized that as the truck went around the corner there at Anderson Lane and Conrad, oftentimes there's black ice there. Still slippery when I went through there this morning. So uh, drive carefully, and, uh, you know, you will uh, yeah. reap the benefits mm-hmm. of not. All right. Oh, boy. This is, uh, I, I think we've got a failure to communicate here okay. is what I think we've got going. So Well, I, I, I was going to pull up uh, a news item right. that we could fill Maybe with. Maybe you can do that for us. Yeah. Uh, Matt Rosendale's seat. Now, we mentioned earlier that Matt threw his hat into the ring and said, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going for the Senate. The surprise was that uh, President <clears throat> Trump, former President Trump, endorsed Tim Sheehy. And uh, yet he had been here four times for Matt Rosendale when he ran against John Tester before <coughs> the uh, evening of the election. It seemed like uh, Matt Rosendale was going to take it. And then uh, it squeaked to my Tester squeak by. I think, I think we got Bob here. Ah, do we? I'm here. All right. We've kindly solved our communication problem. Hi. Good morning, Bob. Uh, I accidentally hung up and um, couldn't, couldn't get back to you. But oh. uh, good morning. Oh, good. How are you guys? Yeah. We're doing okay. We're in the snow here today, so I know we get a lot of sympathy oh. for you on that. Yeah, we... <laughs> yes, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot, a lot. There's... Um, um, it's going to be in the 50s here to later on this week, at least, uh, thankfully. Okay. Guys, how are you doing? Right, we're doing anyway, good. hang in there. Yeah. So, Bob, <laughs> uh, you know, I, it just comes to, it just seems international politics is a very confusing thing. What seems like you ought to do turns out to be the wrong thing and vice versa. We've got the same kind of a situation going with the uh, U.N. Security Council. Well, yes, the United States is going to veto today a Security Council resolution that will call for a ceasefire in Gaza. It has been it is a resolution that has been brought up uh, by 
a number of Arab nations before the United Nations Security Council. And, of course, any one-member nation can veto it, and the United States has said it will. Um, this is uh, the, the country of Qatar is leading this effort for a full-blown ceasefire. And this would prevent, uh, obviously, the, uh, you know, if, if the ceasefire were to take, actually take place, it would prevent Israel from uh, the attacks that it is planning on the city of Rafah to try to rout out the rest of the Hamas uh, militants who might be there in that city. Uh, the U.S., uh, with President Biden backing the idea, is going to put forth a temporary ceasefire or pause, whatever you want to call it, some kind of resolution that would allow aid into Gaza, but also allow 1.4 million people who are in this, the city of Rafa area, at least, to try to find some other way to get out of harm's way once Israel goes, uh, goes into Rafa. The, um, uh, remember, civilians were told in the north of Gaza when Israel launched its uh, retaliatory attack against Hamas and they went into Gaza, the forces went into Gaza, civilians were told to head south toward Rafa with the expectation from Israel that Egypt would open the gate at Rafa. This is really just a, it's a one physical gate very at the very south end of Gaza. Uh, you can see the crossing if you look on satellite pictures, but one gate there. And Egypt does not want, uh, you know, perhaps hundreds of thousands of Palestinian refugees coming into into that area, into uh, what would be the desert area there to begin with. So, uh, you know, something has to be done, and the United States' position, at least, is that something has to be done to try to assure minimal civilian casualties with what Israel is planning on doing. The president, uh, President Biden, the other day did say that Israel's tactics in some of this uh, war against Hamas have been, quote, over the top. Um, However, that has not stopped Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu from telling his nation that uh, the, the goal is and remains to destroy Hamas completely. And if that means occupying Gaza for a time, that's, that's what he's planning on doing, it seems. So today, the, you know, this uh, Arab-led uh, coalition is putting forth the United Nations Security Council resolution, but the United States will veto it. Um, and then try to figure out if there can be at least a temporary ceasefire or pause uh, that uh, uh, that would allow for, for more aid to get into Gaza. And remember, the hospitals in Gaza, uh, there's been a lot of reporting uh, from there. The hospitals in Gaza are having serious issues trying to treat the people who are being injured, severely injured, in the war that Israel is still carrying out. I think it was the Washington Post or the New York Times where Ezra Klein uh, did an, an editorial piece where he's uh, suggesting that it may be time for Joe Biden to step down and let a younger buck in there. Uh, of course, he didn't say who that might be. Uh, what kind of reverberation is that getting around the Capitol? Well, um, look, um, you hear that from you've heard that from Republicans. You've heard it from. Uh, a minimal number of Democrats, actually, of course, but the, um, the 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 response is sort of a shrug of shoulders. However, uh, as I've 
I want to point out, because we did discuss this yesterday, that uh, Vice President Kamala Harris went to the Munich Security Conference. Um, she's getting out on the campaign trail a lot more. And that's not because, really, she, you know, because there's a thought that she could replace Joe Biden at the top of the ticket. She's going to be more hands-on with the campaign as a way to try to alleviate uh, concerns among, let's say, uh, undecideds, moderates, uh, independents, who, who worry about Joe Biden's age and how he would be able to uh, perform in a second term to try to put aside those concerns that if she has to become president of the United States for any reason, um, that she can handle the job. And so you, you're seeing what is perhaps a counterintuitive move on the part of the campaign, especially, uh, to get Kamala Harris out there more on the campaign trail. She's been very, you know, she's been uh, making the rounds uh, for the past uh, few weeks, especially. Um, and, that, you know, counterintuitive in that most polls seem to show that she is less popular than Joe Biden. But, the, again, the question is, can she not only just improve her image a little bit, but also to uh, put aside concerns that if, if Biden is given a second term, that uh, Kamala Harris, if necessary, could take over the presidency. Uh, this is something that, uh, you know, history shows us that, uh, you know, vice presidents in, in the past especially suddenly get into the job and they're not exactly sure what the president's been doing. <laughs> um, you know, Harry Truman famously got into office when FDR died and had no idea that the United States was developing an atomic bomb. So, you know, nowadays, of course, the, the vice president's job is much more hands-on, much more hands-on than even when you know, JFK was assassinated. Um, the, you know, the, 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 the vice presidents usually have a portfolio. Kamala Harris's, uh, probably to her chagrin, was that she was supposed to do something to try to alleviate the border crisis. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the idea is that she's going to be on the campaign trail now more, in a sense, trying to assuage the worries of people who wonder if Joe Biden can, uh, can you know, function completely mm -hmm. through a second term. Well, Ezra Klein pointed out in his editorial that uh, that uh, Joe Biden, uh, from what staff and everybody says, he appear he is sharp as a tack. He is engaged in the meetings with staff and everything. They think he is right on. There is no there is no sign. They say that there is any any kind of deterioration in his ability to handle it mentally. Uh, but out on the campaign trail is where the trouble happens, and he's having trouble mm -hmm. with the prompter. And, uh, of course, his speech uh, yeah. impediment starts to come out more and more when that happens. And that's what Ezra Klein is concerned about, that maybe he just can't mm -hmm. do the the campaigning he needs to do to yeah. win. <laughs> yeah, and as I've mentioned to you guys many times, um, he does struggle reading the prompter. Now, whether that's uh, part of the speech impediment and or part dyslexia, uh, I don't know. But, you know, uh, when you see him in certain give and takes, and, and there are times when he does appear tired uh, when he has give and take with reporters, and this is obviously something that I can relate to a little bit. Um, when, he, when, he, when he has that give and take with reporters, generally he can be uh, relatively sharp. 
He can uh, sass back a little bit uh, to reporters' questions. But, you know, when you're waging a presidential campaign and you're going to be, you know, you have to deal with the presidency as, as the day job, and then you, you have to, you know, and he's going to California, as a matter of fact, uh, later on today for two days of fundraising. Um, you, when, you, when you do that and you hit the campaign trail, uh, it's a tiring grind. There's no question about it um, for re-election, especially because if you if you already have the presidency to deal with. So I, I think that's why Harris is going to be called upon more and more, uh, perhaps in relatively safe uh, areas for Democrats, perhaps, because as I say, her polling is still not the best, but they will try to burnish her image a little bit more. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, Joe Biden, uh, yeah, he does struggle with teleprompter, with uh, prepared speeches. Uh, we've seen that. Um, and, and there are times when he struggles just with off-the-cuff comments. But he's, he has been upset because his aides have uh, uh, prevented him from more give and take at times with reporters and, and with the public. Uh, maybe some of that will change. I don't know. But uh, yeah. Ezra Klein's point is that uh, a, a grueling, grinding campaign for re-election would be tiring for anybody of pretty much any age, really. Well, you know, a year ago, maybe that would be a good argument. Uh, we're out of time. We don't have anybody in the back, you know, that uh, <laughs> unless you're unless you're talking about the vice president, we don't have anybody. Yeah. We don't have anybody with the mm-hmm. name recognition and go up against a Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of speculation that Gavin Newsom, the uh, Democrat governor of California, um, is someone who could take the mantle. And Kamala Harris is from California also, which um, (laughs) truthfully could pose its own problem. Uh, The nominees are not supposed to be from the same state uh, for a party. So, you know, there's there's all this wild speculation. And I. And I just call it wild speculation because there's there, there there isn't any great basis to think that suddenly at the Democratic convention there's going to be an open convention and and yeah. uh, you know Joe Biden's going to step down for the sake of the country. I, I just don't see where that's going to happen. Yeah. So well, and I the, think- you know the the question is to get via the vice president to uh, you know improve her standing with a lot of voters, guys. Yeah, I think the problem is both parties are so invested in their candidates, and they have been for so long, they never looked at alternatives. So this is what we get now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes. Um, And, uh, you know, Donald Trump has his own issues nowadays that Democrats will play up in, uh, you know, whataboutism. Um, uh, And Donald Trump is expresses the opinions that he does uh, and the way he does and the things he says and uh, that he has his own uh, particular style and and those kinds of issues as well, which have been a a concern among a lot of moderate voters. And I will tell you, uh, uh, if I I put on my analyst hat, I would say that the concerns that voters had about Donald Trump's style as president are what got Joe Biden elected. If um, if Donald Trump were not firing people on Twitter and name calling and, and the things that he did as president, um, yeah, he probably would have been reelected relatively easily. But uh, that that just wasn't uh, 
wasn't the way he wanted to operate, and it's not the way he's operating now, really. Bob, as always, we appreciate your great reporting, and thank you for drilling down for us this morning. Thanks, Bob. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.